The Living Traditions Festival is back Friday, May 17th through Sunday, May 19th at Washington Square Park in downtown Salt Lake City. You will find a global food court, live music, performances, art, workshops, Bohemian Brewery, and stuff for kids. Full disclosure, this is my favorite Salt Lake Festival. For details and to see the full program, visit livingtraditionsfestival.com or find them on Instagram and Facebook at SLC Living Trad. Here's what Salt Lake's talking about. Pornhub has turned off the tap in Utah, citing its contention with a new law requiring age verification of local users. Now, the man who wrote that law, State Senator Todd Weiler, is getting a lot of texts. So we had to ask him, is this the war he wants to wage? Hey, just a heads up, we make mention of sexual violence in this episode. It's Tuesday, May 9th. I'm Ali Vallarta, and this is CityCast Salt Lake. State Senator Todd Weiler, your inbox has been absolutely blowing up. Did you think you would start a fight with Pornhub? (laughs) No, no, I I didn't. I didn't ever imagine that. Well, I'm going to be honest, based on your Twitter feed, which I watch closely, you seem a little bit amused by this. Well, I guess I am a little bit. Look, I never, never intended to cut off any adult from porn. Uh, That's never been my objective. My objective, I've been saying this for like eight years, has only been to try to protect kids. I mean, and if if an adult wants to watch porn all day, it's America. I mean, that's their, I guess, their constitutional right. And so it's kind of interesting because as a state lawmaker, I do not have the ability under the Constitution to shut off Pornhub, but then Pornhub decided to do it itself. So there is kind of a irony there, but there's a bigger backstory, Allie. Can I tell you that? Because this is really fascinating. Okay, hit me. Yeah. So this Senate Bill 287 that Pornhub is so uh, upset about, it is the same law that Louisiana passed last year. And it went into effect a few months ago and Pornhub complied with it in Louisiana. And lo and behold, their clicks decreased in Louisiana by about 80%. And so when the same law went into effect in Utah this week, Pornhub, in my opinion, has adopted a different strategy. So instead of saying, hey, we'll just comply with this and we'll deal with the fact that we're going to get less clicks out of Utah, they've said, oh, gee, this is really hard and we think it's unconstitutional. And so if it's so unconstitutional, why are they complying with it in Louisiana? So I think they've decided to draw a line in the sand in Utah because two other states are now considering this legislation. And I think Pornhub sees this as a threat to their business model. And Mm -hmm. one last thing I want to say, and then I'll answer whatever questions you have. Um, The internet was born, but it wasn't born yesterday. You can buy vaping products on the internet. You can buy cigars on the internet. There's, There's gambling sites on the internet, but none of those are allowed for children. And so even though something is allowed for adults on the internet, We don't allow kids to do that. And if somebody had a sex shop, you know, adult sex store, we don't allow 11-year-old kids to go in there and buy stuff. Everybody understands that. So why why are people so frustrated or incensed when I would say, well, Pornhub's no different? And so I think Pornhub, they're trying to get people mad at me. They're trying to get people mad at the legislature. They're trying to bully us and shame us. 
into repealing the law. And I don't think that that strategy is going to work in Utah. Maybe that would have worked better in Louisiana, but I don't think it's going to work in Utah. Right. Well, I agree with you that I think the big concern right now doesn't seem to be the why, it's the how, because Mm -hmm. sites like Pornhub already ask users to verify their age by pledging that they're over 18. Yeah, but it's just a clicking a yes. Yeah. Right. So you've sponsored this law, which asks for a more accurate verification process. You are also a lawyer, so I imagine you have, and it sounds like you have given thought to how these sites should be verifying ages more accurately. Yeah, yeah. What do you have in mind? So what we did in the legislation was we kind of gave them an out. We talked about some digital wallets and things like that. But then we said that they could use any commercially reasonable method. And so I think the main difference between Utah and Louisiana on this issue is their executive branch kind of has this digital wallet that's easy to use. And Utah will have it by next March, but it's not quite ready. And that's why we kind of gave them out. So if Pornhub had come out and said, look, Utah doesn't have a digital wallet uh, available right now. And so until they do, we're just going to ask people to enter a credit card or we're going to ask them to enter, you know, something else that only an adult would have. I don't think Utah would have blinked. But instead of good faith comply with the law, they've adopted this, you know, PR strategy where they're like, oh, the politicians are the problem. And, you know, and they're they're making up stuff. The video that they posted, I haven't watched it, but people have told me about it. You haven't watched it? I haven't watched it because I was out of t- I was out of the country <laughs> anyway. But um, but it says that every time you log on to Pornhub, you're going to have to upload your driver's license. My bill doesn't say that it should be once you've verified it once, then then you should be good to go. And so I think they're trying to make it sound a lot harder than it actually should be. And that's not what they're doing in Louisiana. But it is possible that their site would require that every time someone logs on, they do have to upload something because currently, as I understand it, every time you log on to their site, you do have to pledge that you're over 18. Like that pop-up is eternal. Yeah, but it's just clicking, yes, are you over 18 or yes, you know. And and the problem I have with that is a seven-year-old can figure that out. And so let these kids be kids for a couple more years. I know, I know a 15-year-old can figure out how to use a VPN, but an eight-year-old can't. I mean, most eight-year-olds can't. That's what we're talking about here. And I, I don't think it's an unreasonable restriction. And and just so your viewers know, next March, when Representative McKell's bill goes into effect, you're going to have to do this for Facebook and TikTok and Instagram and everything else, because we're not going to let kids, you know, who are under 14 log on to those. And so I also think that the industry that filed the lawsuit, I think this is a precursor because they know it's coming next March for all social media platforms. And so they're trying to get a court to say that it's a a violation of the First Amendment. And so let me just take that on. We all know you can't shout fire in a crowded theater, right? So the First Amendment's important. I value it. But there are limitations. And all we're asking is just like when you buy a pack of beer at at, uh, 7-Eleven, you show your ID, you do the same thing with a porn site. I don't think it's that big of a deal. But I think a lot of the anxiety comes from your party has expressed a lot of anxiety around this in the past in particular, which is like these social media companies having access to our personal information Is this not pushing them more in that direction? Like what prevents these websites from misusing people's data? Because whether or not I want to access Pornhub, I also have no reason to trust Pornhub with my ID. Yeah. So again, the the bill doesn't require you to give your ID. You know, neither of the bills require you to give it to Facebook or Pornhub. Again, there's third party vendors 
that's all they do. And then, yeah, I think it's fair to say, well, what if they have a hack? But I bought my ticket on Delta Airlines to go to Europe you know, recently. I gave them all my personal information. They can be hacked. And so it's funny that people post pictures of their babies on Facebook and, and Instagram and everything. And then when they talk about something like this, they talk about privacy. But, you know, I understand privacy. I respect privacy. But most of us are putting way more information about ourselves out there than anyone is trying to collect. I mean, it's almost too much information to collect. And I just think that when it comes to protecting our children, some reasonable restrictions are appropriate. And not everybody's going to agree with me, and that's fine. But the interesting thing about my bill is it passed the legislature unanimously. I mean, Democrats and Republicans voted for it. It was, it was bipartisan support because nobody was going to make an argument that seven-year-olds should be watching, you know, hardcore sex videos. Whenever posture comes up in conversation, we all do that thing where we immediately sit upright and pull our shoulders back. Did you do it just now? I did a movement session with Chandler at Embodied Patients, and after a few gentle corrections, I was surprised to find sitting up straight is incredibly easy. Chandler's practice combines over a decade of study in yoga, Pilates, and the Alexander Technique. So why should you invest in your posture? Let's start with the link between better posture and better breathing. Whether you're returning to activity from an injury, looking to manage pain, or just have the sense things could be a little easier, Chandler will teach you to create sustainable movement habits so that you can enjoy the things you love for longer. Maybe that's running marathons. Maybe it's walking the dog. Visit embodiedpatients.com to book a session with Chandler and give yourself the gift of your own attention. Spring is when leases expire, and if you're looking for a new or better apartment situation, here's the scoop at Ico Fort Union. Fort Union is Ico's newest build in Cottonwood Heights off 1300 East and 6720 South. And as they say in real estate, location, location, location. Ico Fort Union puts you 10 minutes from the mouth of Big Cottonwood Canyon and central to all the Fort Union shops and restaurants. But the complex is located on a dead-end street, so you get peace. Ico Fort Union offers studio, one, two, and three-bedroom apartment homes, plus these very cool three-bedroom work-live apartments. So if you're starting something new, you can live above your business space. Amenities include a pet spa, a spin loft, a bike hub, and EV charging stations. And they are signing leases right now. So visit liveatfortunion.com for a tour. Well, you have a long history of leading the war on porn in Utah. You <laughs> sponsored a resolution declaring porn a public health crisis. I did. How did this become such an important issue for you? So, like the day after I got elected to the legislature, I got a call from a constituent named Jenny Brown. She's a local dentist. And she said, okay. uh, you're my new senator. I have five young sons. What are you going to do to protect them from pornography? And I thought, nothing. I'm not going to do anything. There's nothing I can do to protect your kids from pornography. But I said, instead of saying that to her, because that's kind of embarrassing to say, especially like the day after you're elected, I said, 
well, what do you want me to do? What are your ideas? And she's like, well, I was hoping you'd have some, but I'll work on that. And she's been kind of working with me for 10, 11 years now. And, you know, most of the legislation that I've run, I've worked with her on, and she's connected me with some national organizations and things like that. And so in 2016, Utah did become the first state to declare pornography as a public health crisis. And I was mocked on like the Jimmy Fallon and the Tonight Show and everything. And it made worldwide news just like this week did. And yeah. people, you know, said, oh, well, he must be, a, you know, maybe he has a porn problem and that's the issue or whatever. And so I was in Time magazine in March or April of 2016. Yeah. And then that kind of died down. And I've, I've run some bills since then, because if you're going to declare that, you know, you kind of have to follow it up. And, and, and this is a, this is like the third or fourth follow up. But what's interesting, I just want to update you, 16 or 17 other states have now passed that same resolution that I did in 2016. So I was... I was called a weirdo and I was ostracized and I was mocked. I never called you a weirdo. I just well, called you a okay. square. Okay. Well, that, that, if the shoe fits. <laughs> but I'm just saying, and I'll, I'll be the first to admit, it's mostly red states. Um, and in mm-hmm. 2016, the Republican National Committee, they put pornography as a public health crisis into the Republican platform for the convention, which was, they didn't even talk to me about it, but that was kind of cool. So anyways, you know, but this is the point. I think if more families talked about this, we would be better off as a society because it's it's something that every kid's going to see. Every kid in Utah is going to see porn before they're 16. Maybe they'll see it at a friend's house. Maybe they'll see it on their at school on somebody's phone. But it, it's going to happen. I know it's going to happen. I'm not a prude. I also know that kids can get VPNs, and I, I get all that. But that doesn't mean we shouldn't try. I hear you, and I hear a suburban mom named Jenny saying that this issue is a priority yeah. for her. Yeah. And But I have a lot of friends with kids, and I got to tell you, when we think about protecting children— this isn't necessarily top of mind for them right now, looking around our society. Look, at, I'm, I'm much more concerned about a kid shooting themselves or uh, a friend. I'm much more concerned about a kid overdosing on fentanyl. I am. But I'm also concerned about this. I, I really am because when young children are shaping their impressions of themselves, of the opposite sex, of sex itself, of gender, I don't know that watching three men rape a woman while they're pulling her hair and choking her and spitting, you know, in her eye. I'm not sure if that's helpful. I think you would probably agree with me that that's not. And and that's what we're talking about. I mean, uh, Gail Dines did a study a while ago, uh, and it said that 85% of all free internet porn, you know, demonstrates violence against women. And I realize some of that's choking and that might be consensual choking. I don't want to get into that, but Mm -hmm. I don't know that an eight-year-old is going to understand consensual choking either. So if an adult wants to watch it, that's fine. But this is designed at trying to let kids be innocent for a few, a few more years. Yeah. Well, I guess, I mean, on the note of consent, one of the questions in my mind is, do you think that shielding young people from sexually explicit material online will actually dampen their curiosity about sex or things like consensual choking? Because, I mean, in 2021, the legislature defeated a bill that required consent to be taught in schools. So where do they go for information? Yeah. And, you know, I I would have probably voted for that bill. I, I would vote for comprehensive sex ed, which is not that different than what we have in Utah. That's really a lot of people misunderstand that. But um, if, if parents opted into it, I would vote for that as a Republican. But yeah, I think that's a fair question. And I think it's different for different kids. But um, you'd be surprised even this week since this story has hit the news. I've had several men reach out to me and say, thank you. I was exposed to porn at the age of 11. And it really kind of messed me up. And 
I, I do think that during some formative years, some people can look at porn and it's like, eh, okay. Other people look at porn and they become obsessed with it. I think alcohol is the same. I think drugs are the same. And you don't really know until you're exposed to it. But I do think that there is something about being really young and being exposed to this, you know, which is, I think, why we, as a society, we we abhor anyone who tries to sexualize a child, you know, physically, uh, because we're like, no, they're kids. That's an abhorrent crime, and we're going to prosecute you to the full extent of the law. Because I think we all understand that kids should be off bounds. I'm not a prude. I, I understand, you know, some people really like porn and some couples use porn to, you know, enhance their sex life. But in any event, you know, I, I understand porn's out there. I'm not, you know, completely freaked out about it. But I also think, you know, if the government can step up and try to protect our kids for a couple of years, then I think that's, that's an appropriate role of government. And not everyone's going to agree with me on that. And I respect that, too. Well, you acknowledge that this is becoming a bit of a red state issue. And so on that note, I mean, small government is a defining characteristic of the Republican Party. But this social media law is reaching into some of our most private moments. How do you pick and choose when to get when when the legislature should be getting involved? Yeah, I think we try to make data driven decisions. So talking about social media, I guess. You know, porn can be social media because, you know, you can upload videos and then have people comment on them. But, you know, in the broader context of the Facebooks and the TikToks and the Instagram, I mean, the data is pretty overwhelming. And this is coming from the CDC. And you can go back to about 2010 when most people, you know, Internet was becoming more effervescent, uh, high speed Internet in about 2010. And you can look at like hospital emergency room emissions for teenage girls, and they just start spiking in 2010 and go straight up through 2023. And there's there's no other you know um, factor, you know wh- why it would double or you know even triple. And it's not just girls. And I don't mean to pick on girls, but the data shows that um, teenage girls are more negatively impacted by social media than boys are. Boys are also impacted, but to a lesser extent. And I'm not making up this data. This is not Utah data. This is not a Mormon thing. This is this is national. In fact, it's international. Europe's experiencing the same phenomenon. So I think mm-hmm. when we have that kind of data and that it's costing taxpayer monies, it's costing families, you know, there's suicide implications like there are on a lot of things. I got one email this week that people are going to commit suicide if they can't access Pornhub. And, you know, that that may be the case. And I feel sad about that. But again, I'm not the one that banned Pornhub. They banned themselves. But in any event, um, I do think it's part of government's role to react to data and to try to protect children. I mean, um, more so than we should protect adults. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're a lawyer, as as we discussed. Yeah. So I find it hard to believe that when you wrote this bill, you didn't foresee potential lawsuits. Now, sure enough, you mentioned this, yeah. a trade group representing the adult entertainment industry filed suit against the state of Utah. They're saying that this bill infringes on constitutional privacy, free speech, et cetera. Is it worth it? Lawsuits and all. Absolutely. I think it's worth it. I mean, it's worth it in my mind. I think to my constituents, it's worth it. And, you know, may, maybe not everyone will agree, but um, I also think it's it's worth it because I think we need this clarification from the courts. Because, as I mentioned, the First Amendment is important. It's 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 cherished in our in our country and, and I cherish it. But there's always been reasonable time, place and manner restrictions allowed by the courts. And I think 
in this age of social media, I think we need some clarification on, you know, where it is, you know, like I have the right to swing my, my fist, but I don't have the right to hit you in the nose. So, so where does, you know, where are those boundaries at when it comes to age verification? And, and I think it will be helpful to get a, a court decision on that. Well, we got one in the 90s, right, when the Supreme Court over, overturned a federal law that would limit what minors could see online. And it yeah, was similar. That, it was around obscenity and pornography. And what ended up happening was the ACLU said, well, okay, but there are education materials that you could classify this way. Like, this is a real sticky wicket. That Supreme Court sided with the ACLU. We have a very different, our courts look very different now than they did. We have a different court. And also social media didn't exist in the 90s. And I think that what Congress was trying to do was very different than what Utah is trying to do with the um, with the age verification. So yeah, you're right, but I, I don't think this is exactly the same. State Senator Todd Weiler, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. In our conversation, Senator Weiler mentioned the CDC research on increased sadness and violence among teenage girls. Those numbers are incredibly alarming. The top line being that teen girls are experiencing record high levels of violence, sadness, and suicide risk. I do feel the need to clarify, though, that the CDC itself did not necessarily blame social media in its analysis. It did have suggestions for how schools, the place teens spend most of their time, can be more proactively safe for teenage girls. Here's one line that really stood out to me. Quote, Schools can provide education that equips teens with essential skills, such as understanding and ensuring true sexual consent, managing emotions, and asking for what they need, end quote. I linked to the study in the show notes if you'd like to dig deeper. The Pornhub block did cause a spike in Utah's Googling the term VPN over the weekend. Those are virtual private networks, and they basically allow you to be online without your location being tracked by encrypting your computer's connection to the internet. It's not just for porn. It's also how you watch American Netflix shows abroad. But though VPNs are quite the loophole, who knows if social media companies like TikTok and Instagram will take a similar approach as Pornhub when a second law goes into effect in March of next year, the Utah Social Media Regulation Act. That law requires every user to verify their age in order to use social media apps, and minors will have to receive their parents' consent to use social media apps, which the company has to also verify. That is all for us today here on CityCast Salt Lake. Thank you for listening. If you like this show, will you take two minutes to write a review on Apple Podcasts? I would be so grateful. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more from around this city. Bye.